0: Hey guys, it's Orn so what we're about to do is, this is going to be the first episode of shooting the hits with Spirit Gun, so it was supposed to be, we were just going to do like, um, ask each other 10 questions, we each came up with 10 questions for another band member, and we are just going to ask it, and then we were going to chop it up into little like 30, 60 second segments, and you know, we'd make them TikToks, Instagram stories, whatever. Um... We were shooting video, too, but our GoPros kept dying, so, um, you know, instead of chopping it up, we just kind of listened to it, and we were like, oh, this kind of sounds like a podcast, so we figured we'd release it. Um, That being said, you know, the volume dips in and out sometimes. I guess we didn't stay on the mics, because, you know, we weren't planning this to be, like, a show. It was just going to be clips, but I think it's pretty cool. You know, it was just a fun thing to, like, you know, get to know us a little better, and Go a little more in depth and just, you know, us kind of just, you know, sitting around kicking it, whatever. So uh, we're probably going to do this once a month um, or so and release them. And again, you know, it's called Shooting the Hits with Spirit Gun, and I hope you guys like
1: it. By the way, this is uh, 10 Questions with Spirit Gun. Yes. This is Peter Overstreet. I'm Tony Burgess. Orin Lev. So my first question is for Orin Lev. Where were you born, Orin?
0: Far saba israel So, um, <laughs> Kfar means land, and Saba is grandfather. So, the cool. land of the grandfather. Nice. And I just happened to be born there, because that was the only hospital around. Oh, wow. Yeah, came to the States when I was... two. So, I'll keep that there. I could go on forever.
1: <laughs> um, when we first met in 97... You were a bass player. What moved you to the drums?
0: (laughs) There was a drum shortage. We kept losing (laughs) drummers. You know, there were a million bass players, there were a million guitar players, there were a million wannabe singers. There were no drummers. Were they being whacked? I don't know what they were doing. I,
2: it was, a, it was a, it, yeah, I synced it. It was like, yeah, it was like, you know,
0: what, th- you know, three drummers for every 40 bands.
1: They kept making babies. So I was like, you know
0: what, screw it. I'll learn how to play drums. And then I just stuck with drums. Nice.
1: Are you enjoying the DIY process, Spirit Gun Approaches, with its releases? I mean, <laughs>
0: it's... I've always had the mindset in everything I do, like, I'm not waiting for anybody. So if, if, if a label comes along that can help me and work at my pace, awesome. We're going to get more people on the team. But so far, no one can work at my pace. I want it done now. So I'm the only one who, we're the only ones who can get it done now. Well, so I definitely concur. I don't yeah, really, really consider it DIY, like, it's our aesthetic, we're punk rock, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. We are, but we aren't. We're doing it out of necessity.
1: I was going to say Necessity is the key point here.
0: What ABBA song would you cover? Um, m- me personally in the Orin-Lev intersection or a spirit gun? <laughs> oh, a spirit gun. Because
1: those are two totally different answers. I'm waiting to hear the Orin-Lev intersection. Uh, I wonder what that's going to sound like. You don't want to know my intersection. <laughs> um, no, we don't. <laughs>
0: um, it. Uh, so they've got a song personally... I like their like slower, sweeter, lamenting a uh, breakup thing. But they have this one song called "Eagle," where they believe they're an eagle. They believe they can spread their wings, flying high, high like an eagle will fly over mountains and valleys and streams. Ding, ding, ding. It's pretty cool. I would come That's to that one. That's beautiful, man. And I would make it orchestral as hell and sappy. But. Um, in Spirit Gun, we need something that rocks. So, like, um, I don't know.
1: Mm. Maybe the song that we put on our uh, Under the Influence of Spirit Gun. I oh, was a what good did I put on
0: there? Oh, did I put Winner Takes It All? Yeah, I think I put Winner Takes It All. That's <laughs> like a – it's it's a rocking song, but that's sad as hell. Like, that's about a breakup. She's, like, talking about a breakup, and the winner taking it all is, like, the dude who's leaving her. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, man, those Swedes. Um, what's the best show that you've seen recently? <laughs>
0: that we played, or well, I was about to band? say, I knew you were going to
1: say that. <laughs> I mean, like that did not include the Spirit Gun Arsenal's.
0: Um, what was well, uh, okay? What's recently? Are we talking before everyone's life was on hold in the pandemic, before. or since then?
1: Well, I was thinking not to speak for you, but I was thinking, um, Flickerstick, right?
2: Oh, crap. How did
0: I? Yeah, oh, wow. wow. I mean, you were talking about that. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't even. We were, yeah, you know, so you know, what was it, June? It yeah, June <laughs> of this year, I flew to Texas to see the uh, Dallas, to see the Flickerstick reunion, of the original members, and it was pretty insane. It sold out in, like, seconds, so I was glad I got tickets. And, yeah, that was Wow! I can't believe I couldn't. I didn't even think of that one. Uh-huh. Thanks well, for the prompting. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> you're a busy man. We know that, yeah. and we love you. Um, tell me this, man. Tell me, Oren, What's the concert that did it for you? What's the one that made you go? Oh, I want this as my job. Um,
0: yeah, and there were a lot, but I would. I would say the. F- okay. So I've had a lot of first concerts. Like you know, first concert I can remember. My parents dragged me to something. You know, first like concert where I saw lasers, that was Neil Diamond. Um, wow. So I would say like my first
3: the concert. Love light. Yeah, m- <laughs> you
0: know, they had like a green laser forming an, a seagull flying away. Um, my first concert that I can, like that was mine. You know, we were 16, we drove ourselves, like we, I don't think we really told our parents, we just went. It was um, Weezer at the boathouse on the blue album tour so like it was Weezer I think maybe the sweater song was out wow. and that was it that was a, so that was concert time, yeah. yeah that concert was insane you know I was I wasn't even driving yet my friend was so we piled into his piece of shit Dotson we you know all went out to the boathouse uh, you know it was a, it was a pretty cool night so that that's the one where I was like holy
3: Crap.
2: The boathouse, man. That was that was a majestic place.
0: It man. was it was awesome. God. It was you know you were right there, and it was amazing to be like, oh my god, I saw those dudes on TV. Now they're there in Norfolk, Virginia. Shit. Like, sweet.
3: <laughs>
0: I think yeah, I think I'll go with that.
1: One. Um, do you have any other musicians on either side of the family?
0: Um, my mom's from Chile. She could play like flamenco guitar. Nice. Um, yeah, she would she would do like a boom 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 hit strings and you know she, they, What would she do? Just kind of traditional, you know, Chilean flamenco stuff. A little but, A
1: minor C E major action.
0: Yeah, but not really. I mean, no one, you know, my parent my dad still looks at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, "Yeah, my band's going to play." He's like, "What?" I was like, "I've only been in, you know, playing since I was like I don't know, 15, 14." <laughs> so, yeah, not really much music in the family.
1: Here's a hot one: Descendants or All? No, Descendants for sure. Okay. Then. Although I mean, I'm you know, if I'm I not,
0: can't, I like both of them. I'm yeah. A if, <laughs> if I can't, you know, see the Descendants, you know, sure, All is cool. Boy. I um I like all the other, you know, like I met Chad uh, when he was playing in his band, Drag the River, and like that's a whole that's a country band. Yeah, you know kind of I mean? like
1: uh, Americana.
0: Yeah, but, like, you can't really, I mean, yes, it's everyone minus Milo, but, you know, you kind of, you know, the sum equal the parts and more, so Descendants for sure.
1: Well, Well, this is related to what you just said. Can you list in order, chronologically, all the bands that you've been in? Okay <laughs> uh, I mean No, I wanna,
3: no. Like no. I mean that's, that's <laughs> gonna, take,
1: gonna take a long time And you know oh. I can't even remember Honestly ladies like, and gentlemen a, a
0: lot of them A lot of them didn't amount to things The things that did Who cares Metropolis yeah. doesn't count uh, Yeah I mean those dudes were cool But You'd you would
2: know. have to like pull strings And call people Yeah no.
0: That's I mean the only band that matters Is the one I'm doing now Yeah New album out December 23rd
2: yeah.
1: So my last question Christians. my last question, it's a little cliche, but I mean it. Cliches. Orin. Is rock and roll here to stay?
0: Did it ever exist to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> That's very Orin of Orin to answer that question I mean, like that. You know, I love that response. What God. what is rock and roll? What are you? What am I? Yeah. It, so okay, scientifically, what are you what do we do as a band? what do we do
1: we uh we release tons of emotional and physical prowess and we kind of follow a numerical. layman's terms we kick ass so
0: all of those are the byproduct of what's physically happening what is physically happening we're moving air yep right so we move the air the what we do what we create to make you laugh to make you cry to make you want to throw a bottle at us to make you whatever we're moving the air we're physically with our our tools our instruments moving the air so if you move the air cool enough are you rock and roll i don't know does it make you move sure you know what was billy joel's thing it's all rock and roll to me
1: yeah pretty much
0: so Did rock and roll ever exist? I don't know. Were there lots of cool dudes who figured out neat ways to move air? Yes. Am I glad I'm in that tradition? Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Did they listen to old blues guys? Yes, they did. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. That's a philosophy.
0: So is that my ten questions? <laughs> yes.
2: Boom. You ready, Tony? Yes, sir. Born ready. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> this next set of questions
1: for is for Tony. That's spelled T-O-E. Hyphenated K-N-E-E.
2: Look at your body parts. Not your private parts, your body parts.
1: Well, I mean, you know, now they're going to think about doing that, Tony, because you said that. Tony, there you go. Those
2: body parts. Get your heads out of the gutters, people. Man.
1: All right, I'm going to fire this first one here. Fire it. Um, How was growing up in Cali, man?
2: So, I was actually born in Long Beach. Um, Lived in San Pedro for a little bit as a kid. What were you doing? you're pushing me (laughs) um anyway where's long beach in relation
0: so is long beach like on the bay like oakland and san francisco
2: or that's closer to la it's in la it's actually los angeles county oh okay um so long beach san pedro they're well known for like the descendants and fire hose and Minutemen and um snoop Snoop d-o-double g and um i was originally born there um i I was a Navy brat, um, so we moved back and forth. We grew up also in Virginia Beach, but we also lived in San Diego. And I remember, like, we used to live really cl- I remember we used to live in uh, Navy housing, and we used to live right next to, like, the, the Jack old Jack Murphy Stadium, where we, we used to always watch, like, Padres and Chargers games all the time, quite a few times. And uh, But it was nice. It was it was beautiful. Um, I was, like I said, I also grew up in Virginia Beach, so, like, whenever we were, like, in the West Coast, it was just, like, you know, it was a whole different world. Um, it wasn't like as glamorous as a lot of people think, like Hollywood or you know anything like that. I mean, I you know San Pedro, San Pedro, you know, it's right. just regular. You know, it, you know, it, you know uh, born in a harbor town a little bit, but San Diego was like really beautiful. You know, the whole state is really beautiful, but um, it was you know it's, it's totally different from where where, where we're at in uh, the Hampton Roads area.
0: What but, do you consider home?
2: I don't have a home. Yeah. I you know I've lived I've, I've I've being that I moved back and forth. Um, I never really had a I really never felt at home really where like you know, it's like oh I've been here my whole life or anything like that. Um, so I might not even be from this planet. I don't know. So, <laughs> but, you're, <laughs> you're
1: a nomadic cat, kinda. You know, I yeah. you know, I lived in
2: like I said I lived in you know southern california lived in virginia beach you know lived in uh, hampton for a while as an adult as a young adult and you know now i just you know i've moved i've been living in norfolk for about a year um since you know since i moved out of portsmouth and stuff with my wife so yeah i just don't have a home i'm just you know i'm just in the moment in the present tense, in the present time right now so
3: yeah
1: so this is interesting because i'm asking you the same kind of question i just asked Oren. you were a drummer for a while. Still am. Yeah. So what brought you to the bass? Um, so I actually
2: been playing bass. So real, so true story, I've been playing bass about the same time I've been, play, I've been playing guitar. And then about a year later, so this was like 94, 95, so a year later, about 96, I taught myself how to play drums. And for the longest time, ever since I was small, I've always wanted to play guitar, especially bass. But here's a true story. My mother talked me out of playing bass twice. The first, Say what? yeah, the first time, um, I was getting ready to. Uh, this is when I, you because know, I've been playing music for about thirty years now, and I was get, my mom wanted me to go for the middle school orchestra in sixth grade, and she was like, "Okay, let We went to A and E music store, and, and we just moved. We just moved from Southern California at the time, and she um, was like pick which instrument you want and I picked the stand up bass and she looked at me and she said okay and she looked at the price she said okay here's a violin <laughs> so she, I had to learn how to play violin for a while and then uh, about a year later two year, a year or two later um, I started you know I wanted to get, I started hanging out with some friends and they were playing bass and guitar and I remember the, the Watson brothers and I was playing I was just fooling around with my my friend Colin Watson Space, which he was a guy I later uh, formed a band with.
1: What's around here, right?
2: Yeah, Virginia Beach. And um, and I was like, hey mom, you know, she, she knew I was kind of getting interested in playing music and she was like, what do you want to play? I said, I want to play bass. She was like, no, I see you as a guitar player. You need to play guitar, play guitar, play guitar, like <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. So I listened to her and then I was like, all right, so I'm playing guitar, self-taught, taught myself how to play bass. And then I taught myself how to play drums. And my poor mother, I'm sorry, but I love you. Uh, so she had to endure a lot of loud music, especially with drums. So, <laughs> Everyone
0: yes. loves a drummer when they know how to play. They don't really like them
3: when they're still learning. Yeah,
2: and, and, I, and I, I, I taught myself how to play drums when the time when you were talking about the whole drummer drought of the the 90s (laughs) yeah i i I, I saw a calling (laughs) (laughs) well there it is
1: (laughs) all right tony new order or joy division
2: dude um (laughs) it's a tough one well honestly um i like both um What was the Halloween
3: show New Division. New Division, yeah, <laughs> New I Division, wanted to yeah. I wanted to
2: see that one, but yeah, I love both. Um they kind of like, you know, when when Ian Curtis passed, you know, they kind of carried on, you know. I mean, they they've changed over the years, but um I like I love both, you know, just just bought as equally. Maybe I like the old like the older um New Order uh uh a little more cuz it it still holds on to like Ian Curtis's legacy kind of. Mm-hmm. It's more dark and it's got that Scorpio Feel to it. Kind of like, I mean, that's what I'm attracted to because I'm a Scorpio.
1: (laughs) Mm. So, how's the experience been so far being in Spirit Gun?
2: It's been awesome. Um, Awesome. Like,
1: I. Born's a jerk and Pete's (laughs) neurotic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's not going to stop. These guys, I'm like, I'm like the.
2: I'm I'm their therapist. (laughs) No. um, It's fitting you're sitting in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Writing down notes like Pete needs girlfriend or just doesn't give a damn <laughs> why am i doing this no um it's been a great experience um've joined I've cho- i mean I'm like about this time actually pete reached out to me and i to be honest with you I wasn't really sure because at the time um it wasn't uh, you know I had just lost my brother uh, back in September 2021 and um talking to Pete when he called me it kind of made it made made it a little feel better it's kind of like you know before you start dating somebody you call them, the person all over the phone so it, you kind of hear their voice kind of keep kind of calms you down but to be honest it was just like you know when, I, when we started playing it was just like you know wow i may have lost my brother but i gained two brothers so i mean it was just oh, like really awesome I you know so it's, it's it's you know it's been a it's been a good time and you know we've you know like i said we jam it out you know We're playing some great shows. We play with some great bands. Um, You know, we've got some great stuff coming up, especially this this EP. This is the first EP I've been a part with you guys. So I'm just excited to get it out to a lot of the people and and to share that. And I'm able to, like, share what I have to the table.
1: Yeah, of course. And I just want to speak to what you just said because, like, I wanted to speak with you on the phone because, you know, you can email somebody or you can text them. But that seems – to some degree, if you just did that and they, this person shows up, yep. it, it's just kind of transactional. Yeah. And I didn't want that. I wanted to, I wanted you to get an idea of who I was, too. Yeah, I'm glad
2: that you, that you did that. Because, yeah, like man. I said, my headspace wasn't really there. It was just like, I was just like, whatever, I don't know. But then talking to you, it was just like, okay. Um, it put my mind at ease and changed my thoughts a little bit, and things yeah, kind of brought
0: And me. then when you came out, like, you know, Pete... You had been talking to Pete, so you two had a rapport. I, yeah. you know, I didn't, didn't really know about <laughs> Yeah. But then, you know, when I just yeah. walked in, he was like, hey, how's it going? Cool. And then you yeah. were just, you know, joking around with us. And I was like, oh, this dude's cool. Yeah. And, like, before we even played, I was like, crap, If this dude's even half, you know, half as good at the base and just hanging out. <laughs> we were just hoping. Like, yeah. Yeah. Always hopes, like, yeah. I don't want the best player. I want the guy I can hang out with. Yeah, I can of course. Teach someone to play. I can't teach someone to be cool.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. I want to know if they want to go see Wakanda Forever on Friday. You know, like. Insert
0: Day. whatever movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, but yeah. Then then you play, and I was like, holy crap,
2: this dude can
0: play. <laughs> and my favorite thing is, you were like. We were like, "Hey, do you know this one?" And you're like,
2: "Well, I didn't really work on that yeah. one, but does it go like this?" And then you just played the whole song. Yeah, you like, guys threw okay, the yeah, that, that's how it goes. Uh huh. Yeah, you guys threw the kitchen sink at me. I'm gonna
1: unexpectedly throw eight songs at you. Oh gosh! <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: throw them at you. That's what, you. That's, that's what it's happened. Sonic whack-a-mole. They
2: told me four songs, and they were, and, and they we we come out with like no nine. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I think the
3: first time we ever played, we kind of got through a set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> so
0: it's like, I was like, "Oh wow!" That, that's why I was just like, "I hope this guy wants
3: to play with me because I want to play with
0: him." It, yeah, it would I have been
1: sh- very shaking. It would have been very of me to have been like, "Hey, uh, by the way, I booked a show on Friday." I was afraid <laughs> of that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back, well. back to my origin story. <laughs> so moving along, um, yes, I know the movie that did it for you, which is Purple Rain. <laughs> yes. but what's the what's the show that you went to that said, "Hey"? This is for me, man. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do it all. I wanna play. It was music. just that movie, just the movie.
2: The, mo- the I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't go to like, you know, my first concert was like I got dragged by my parents to the Del Mar Fairgrounds in in San Diego to see The Whispers.
3: Nice. I didn't <laughs> care about it. But I was, there was,
2: Yeah, it was just like a bunch of dudes just like singing to a bunch of chicks and stuff, and they're like, you know, panties being thrown. And I'm just like sitting there, like.
1: What the heck is this? I'm, like, I'm going to go to the, you know, vending and get yeah. some Popcorn. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to ride the roller coasters. Um, but I, but really, what it was it was Purple Rain. So when Purple Rain came out, I'm, I'm aging myself. Um, I was about two or three, two or three, you know, and <clears throat> I think mainly mainly you know it, it, there were a lot of concerts in that movie so mm-hmm. um cause, and yeah more in the time you had uh god the band that played mountaineer mountaineer um of course the revolution and apollonia 6 mm-hmm. and um <laughs> that was my first crush i think um oh, that's a good one to have yeah. um to have. but uh we so that was um what did it for me was like seeing what, what prince did with the guitar
1: Mm-hmm. You know, he, it, it, it,
2: and, and the sounds that was coming out of it. And it was just like, at that moment in time, I was like, this is what I want to do. And, it, you know, it, it, it was just like something that resonated with me, like that distortion. I mean, I'm a distortion junkie. Mm-hmm. I play, I use distortion on drums, guitars, vocals. I'll use it on like a um on a violin or playing the spoons do a just do the Marshall stack with like a freaking heavy metal pedal. Whatever it is, I'm a junkie for it. But, you know, that's what did it for me. It was just like what he did. It was just like so fantastic. And as a young child it was just like it it was just like that's that's my moment. That's what I wanna do. And you can ask my brothers. I used to drag like a broomstick or a baseball bat and just strum it like it was a guitar and then it it was around Christmas time I actually got a Purple Rain guitar and I played it for a while and you know the Kind of lost interest interest in it because I wanted to be a.
0: Was this like the Purple Rain like signature model? You two can play guitar.
2: Was it like a? It purple was like a, It was guitar? it was a toy guitar. Yeah. With Nylon like, string yeah, n- and, it, <laughs> and it had it had the revolution on the body <laughs> nice. of the guitar. I've got a picture of it actually. Awesome. I'll have to share it on Facebook.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that existing at all, man. Really? Yeah. Oh
2: man, that was my life, dude. That wow. was that's that's what really got me and that's what really the, the the bug that bit me. But, you know, years later, I had to learn that I had to get a job and work hard to get my own first instrument in, in the 90s when I was a teen, young teen or whatever, or, or, or even violin at you know, 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. So, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> so all the projects you've been in. hmm Unlike Orange. I
2: can name some. I'm I not going to name them in chronological order. I'm not going to name them in chronological order. I've been most known kind of from uh the band the Minus Men I used to play drums for.
3: Right on.
2: Um yeah. I played bass with me and my br- my buddy uh Jeff Liscom who plays for Tornado Bay and Human Services and really uh, good band and Coyote Beach. yes um, sir. uh Sex System. I, I, think, I don't know if I said the said the name. I was in a band, I was in a grindcore band, Pork Favor. Um I played for Sprawl for a little bit. Um a lot of bands um I've, I've been in so many projects I can't even count with my fingers and toes <laughs> um I, I I mean the first time and to be honest with you, the first time I ever jammed with somebody was my brother oh yeah yeah we were living in San Diego and I, I just thought about it and because I remember he and I, I wasn't even playing and I, I think I, I he had me play his keyboards but he had me play like one note while he rapped <laughs> Oh
1: nice. nice! Yeah, he was rapping
2: back in the day, you know, back in, like late '80s, early '90s. Did we get a little 80s, 80s, Casio
1: 80s. beat behind that? Oh yeah,
2: that, yeah, I was, I was, I was creating that Casio beat while he was, you know, while he was while he was freestyling. You know, that was that was his thing. And so that was like early, not
1: was like '90, 90, '91. I was like, like nine or ten. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> so before joining the project, mm-hmm. um, and prior to meeting me, uh, had you had heard of Spirit Gun? No, I haven't. Oh, wow. I had I had yeah. not. I I
2: to be honest with you, I had not. You know, I didn't know you guys were around, or I mean, we might have crossed paths. and You never know.
0: But that's um, almost better because you don't know what to expect. You don't have yeah, a preconceived notion like, oh, Spear Gun those, those guys suck. Yeah, oh, I, I, don't, I, I didn't know play who you, with those guys. Yeah, I didn't know
2: you guys from Adam and Eve. <clears> like, I was just like, wow, like it just came out of nowhere. You know, maybe I mean, and it's hard to like kind of keep up with like the local scene. You know, um, I just started really getting back to you know, being a part of, like, the music, you know, I've been in and out for, mm. for, 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 for quite a while, but, like, yeah, it's kind of hard to, you know, because there's, there's a lot of talent here in, in, in the city of Norfolk or the, the Hampton Roads area, or uh, bottom line, across the globe, there's, like, you know, unheard of acts that people need to really check out. It's kind of hard to do, because, I mean, I mean, not really in comparison to what we were coming up with, like, you know, we had tapes and CDs. Now we got modern technology that's just like, hey... You check out whoever. <laughs> it's
0: almost a blessing and a curse, yeah. yeah. Anyone can put their stuff up, but now you have, like, you know, three billion
3: bands on, on Bandcamp.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. Yeah,
2: pick your poison. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's all about the delivery trends, you know? Yep, totally. Uh, top three bands, Tony. Oh,
2: my God, top three bands, jeez. Okay, so I'm going to go with, like, the... Um, the, the sort of like the records that I'd take with me to my to a deserted island. I guess it would have to be like the Mars Volta, uh the Cure and maybe I don't know, Alice in Chains.
3: That's
1: it sounds like you. I mean, it, I mean,
2: I could be. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I mean, you just sprung it up on me. So, I mean, right. on my, it depends on the day. Yeah, it depends on my record book too. You know, was my favorite? I have to sit down with, but I, but I had, but I had to treat it as like gun to your head kind of thing.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting that we brought this up earlier in the conversation, but you did gel with this pretty quick. Um, what do you think the nucleus of that is? What, what do you think that is?
2: I, th- I feel like some of the music that we are inspired there's there's a few parts of it where like you know me and you we kind of relate with chris cornell mm-hmm. me and you we kind of relate with the descendants you know we kind of just like i guess we kind of figure out like some kind of like a median and some aspect or some way music wise you know
1: but it's not a forced conversation it's just happening on its own yeah it's just it's, it's just readers you know yeah. it just a yeah all right last question Ooh. <laughs> finito dream gig spirit gone with who living or dead oh dream gig okay i'm
2: gonna have to go with the la forum and oh yeah um you gotta think big baby um la forum us and i would have to say i'm gonna rip the band-aid off who that's a question us and just us? No, 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 no. no. Um, uh, previous versions. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> us and um, Queens of the Stone Age. That would be a perfect match.
1: I think that would work. I'd be, I'd be into that.
2: Oh yeah, I'd be, to- i totally. But Mark
1: Lanigan would still be with us. Oh yeah. Oh oh <laughs> oh
2: oh <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Mark Lanigan. Yeah. That if 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 he came out of the grave. Yeah, that's a. And Natasha
1: Sh- Schneider. Yep. She would still be on keyboards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it for you, Mr. Tony. All
2: right, I guess I'll do the questions for Eeny, Meeny,
1: Miny, Pete.
2: Yes, we sir. We don't have any information on you. Would All you right. get
1: information from huh?
2: So this is Pete's questions by Tony Burgess. All right. So Pete, what are your top influences, music wise?
1: Well, yeah, I guess it <laughs> kind of depends on the day. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> When I was younger or now?
2: Just just in general. In general? Yeah. You can sum it up Uh, real quick. I'm going
1: to say this and then Orrin's going to roll his eyes. Black Pebble Motorcycle Club. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Because, I mean, you know, they're like the seafood platter of Brit Pop and post punk, you know. Um, BRMC, uh, Jeff Buckley. Yeah. um, And. Mm, this is difficult because it's changed so much. Um, so I almost want to say like an amalgamation of something, but it's it's tough, right? It's yeah. tough. Um I would definitely have to say um Soundgarden. Mm-hmm.
2: Love that. I love Soundgarden. Um that's <laughs> like I said, that's where we come up It's right. That's with, with our uh so uh So, Pete, can you quickly name your five favorite albums? Five
1: favorite albums? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Jeff Buckley, uh, Sketches from My Sweetheart the Drunk. Um, Revolver, The Beatles. Oh, good one. Um, Thirteen Songs, Fugazi. Um, Two Leaves Left, Nick Drake. Good fall music by the way. Good cold weather music. Yeah, keep that in mind. And lastly, uh number five would have to be <coughs> Um me. That's all right. I really, really love um Down on the Upside. Oh perfect. Soundgarden, you know, perfect. which is their last album before they broke up. Yeah. The first There's some time, really yeah. good gems on there. Like wow. Zero Chance. Like that song. Yeah.
2: That was a good album, I remember it came out uh, 25 years ago, almost. What about 26 years? That was my freshman year. Oh, (laughs) Lord. (laughs) All right, Um, let's roll around, roll around, not really. Um, (laughs) um, So, Pete, did you get bit by the music bug? Like, kind of like how I did, like, you know, I explained with uh, how music, I got bit by the music bug uh via uh purple rain. Did you get the did you have the same experience?
1: <laughs> yes I did, and if I tell you guys the two artists that did it for me, you're going to laugh. But um which can probably explain some of the uh unconscious R and B influence. But um Darryl Hall and John Oates. Hall and and Oates. uh Rick Springfield. Wow. So I would cool. pretend to be, you know, have the broomstick and pretend to, to be singing. Wow. I remember when I brought my two toy guitars over across the street. I had these neighbors that I grew up with, and their parents were Jehovah's Witnesses, so they were Jehovah's Witnesses, but they were like, they were my band, you know, like I gave them each a guitar, and I grabbed the, the stick, and I was like, alright, let's go, and you know, I'm like singing, I think, like, Family Man by you know Darrell Hall, which is like, this is like 1983, it's just like ancient <laughs> history, and the dad comes out and goes, you need to get on up out of here with that and if you grab your guitars, you get out of here. And I was like, well, there you go. There's my first experience with rejection in the music business. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's fitting that it's all
0: the notes, because that's almost the DNA of, you know, it's, it's you know, the Philly soul, it's got a rock day, yeah. mm-hmm. it's got, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of all the stuff that you're into, you can boil it down to homonyms. Yeah.
2: I
3: yeah. guess
1: so. So if we have, maybe we'll go on uh, Live at Daryl's House sometime. That'd oh, that would be you guys ever <laughs> seen that show? Yeah. I've seen, yeah. I've oh, seen, yeah, I've seen
2: That's a few great. episodes. It's interesting. Yeah. He he jams out. You if know. you're listening right
1: now, Daryl Hall, <laughs>
2: look us up, man. We'll be down <laughs> by the fireplace. All right, that was that was amazing. So, um, so Pete, what? Um, excuse me. What brand um, strings and other accessories do you usually use to create your sound on
1: the guitar? Well, um, I'm going to say this. I just hope I don't sound like I'm uh, I'm advertising for them. Advertising? Re- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recently I got a set of 12-gauge String Joys, mm. and they're called the Broadways, and they're wrapped differently. They're wrapped kind of like – A company called String Joy? Yeah. Whoa. The, the, they're out of Nashville. I mean,
3: that sounds like, I don't know, my Chinese place or whatever. String, <laughs> string Joy. Your Chinese yeah. place? <laughs> sounds like a ramen place. String Joy. I don't know. Um <laughs>
1: But they're wrapped differently. Um, they play really well. The G string is is wound, but I can still bend it, nice. and I love those. Um, I definitely go with the heavier gauge string. I used to use heavier than that. I used to use like the Zach Wild strings back in the mid two thousands, ladies and gentlemen. I've just always been very heavy handed on my guitars. I've tried tens and nines, and never have try, tried tried eights, but. Um, that's usually what i use and um i usually use a medium sized pick and um yeah uh yeah, yeah that's, that i think that covers that wow. one
2: i i uh, i'm a guitar player so i use like ernie ball super slinkies i, I use the 9s or 8s sometimes mm-hmm. i've used the super super slinkies ooh i like to bend um <laughs> <laughs> um so what so what singer inspired you the most no, oh, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of portrayed. Pert- pert-
1: well, especially since, you know, I bought the Grace album in 95, and it was different than anything that was on the radio. Mm-hmm. And It spoke to me. Uh, the first time I ever heard <coughs> him, um, I was asleep on the floor in front of my mother's television when she lived in uh, Kempsville in her apartment building. And there was a show, and Oren probably remembers this show. It was called Radio Vision. And it was like a DJ from 96X. And this is like the golden age of 96X. But Holly Williams was on there and she played Grace. And I was asleep. But when he's doing his heavy vibrato and it's very climatic, I woke up and I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, I had never heard anything like that before. So I dug into that. Then I got live at at volume CD and I was like, well, damn, I can't get anybody to play music with me. But this guy's by himself in a coffee shop. Well, that's all I need to do. I don't need to worry about finding a band hmm. until the time's right. Yeah. So that was kind of like the impetus of that, you know? Nice. Yeah. So when was the first
2: time you've uh, performed in front of, like, uh, an audience, like a, like a venue or something like that or what? Or if it was like are a you talking show. about
1: like as a kid? Are you talking? Yes, about
2: I'd say other than like the fourth grade talent. show. Yeah, other than like the talent show, like you know, as a guitar player performer as or a in a buddy band, musician.
1: Yeah. Oh, let me go back way into my mind, time Hold on machine. There. Watch um, out for the dinosaurs with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1999, I got in a car wreck. Maybe like around October. Nothing bad. But I went to my dad's chiropractor and the woman that was, you know, putting like the hot compresses on my back and all that. She's like, uh, you look like you're a singer. And I was like, uh, well, I am. I want to learn how to sing better. She goes, well, I have this vocal teacher you should contact. So I contacted her, sort of taking voice lessons. And then around February, March, there was a place off of first view in western ocean view now there's a chinese place and it's like right next to the pizza hut and my friend rick he had a record store next door to there called ocean review that's now a coffee shop called modita but anyway um every friday i would play at the golden cup cafe for three hours and people would come in and sit, and I'd get tips and stuff. And I just was kind of, like, picking, like, acoustic versions of punk songs. could be gospel, praise and worship songs, original stuff I'd been working on. Like, nothing that we do now was even birthed yet. I think I had a song called Archer Girl, you know, about an ex-girlfriend or whatever. But that's how I developed. Hmm. And um I did that for a long time. And interestingly enough, my job, which was a restaurant job they would clear me to be able to do this every friday however when i got done i'd pack my stuff up and i'd go back into work and i'd close for the night so i'd be able to go that's, that's kind of cool nice. you know <laughs> interesting interesting
2: um so what other projects were you involved with musically, Pete?
1: well um i did the cellar thing for a long time um I did try to start a band for a while called the Pete Overstreet intersection, <laughs> um, which was cool. Some of the songs that we do now were were part of that like uh, Restless and Betty Page. Early, you know those versions are different though. it's almost like a like a TV series pilot. you know it's like it's the same, but it's different. you know it's kind of like a, it's not it's a different guy playing Danny Tanner. It's not Bob Sagitt, you yeah. know that kind of thing. And okay, ten minutes yeah. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, no, that I mean, uh, I played those with Val and uh, Val White and his, his wife Sarah, and then their brother in law Alan, and then Troy, um, Troy Edwards on drums, for a while there. I didn't even play guitar; I just was a front man for a while. Oh, oh wow! But uh, I did that. Uh, um, I was in the band The Muckrakes for probably about a month. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was oh, wow. just playing slide guitar and rhythm guitar. There was like twelve people in that band. That was like two thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> But prior to that, Uh, Orrin and I uh, were in a project together that him and uh, Alex Harrison of, uh, you know, the Dual Gravitons had started, and it was called the Capital Y. And uh, I came in and played bass for a while, and uh, we gave it a go, you know. Yeah, and that...
0: Band was cursed. Oh (laughs) Jesus! No, it just was. You know, we I thought we wrote good stuff, and then as soon as we get going, something else would happen. And then we finally recorded an EP, and then the bass player at the time wanted to leave. And then you know, so it's just it
1: was good stuff, though. I will say this though, doing that made me very thankful to have oren in the band now because uh, learned a great deal from him, and I learned a great deal from him then Mm. too even though it didn't last long, you know. Yeah.
2: Sometimes um sometimes a, you start a project. Sometimes it go, doesn't go well, but I mean, mm-hmm. you figure it out and you figure out who who's right, who's right beside you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, the projects that didn't work are essential
0: to get you to the projects that did work. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's, hope that, let's hope
1: that let's hope that happens in other areas of yeah. one's life, too. Hmm.
2: So, what do you like about playing guitar, Pete?
1: Mm.
3: We
1: bar. <laughs> yeah, <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love playing guitar and I love playing bass, and the way that I express myself through them uh, is a little bit different in the way that I approach it. Um, but what I love mostly about playing guitar is I'm really about the the emotion that I'm putting behind it. That's not, not necessarily the busyness. I'm I'm, I'm always been more about a visceral vibe as opposed to showboaty sam you know what i mean like i've never been that type of player um I'm more about how you deliver mm-hmm. something yeah
0: you always come up with very cool melody lines and when you're not even paying attention and you're just playing the guitar you come up with some of the coolest stuff that you play
1: yes but i would have to commend orn for being the guy that would say hey stop paying so much fucking attention <laughs> and just you know the shaker
3: yeah, stop about it. <laughs> yeah the cre- <laughs> the shaker just the mover,
1: the candlestick maker no seriously though uh great creativity happens in the quiet mind that's uh i think that was in the book the power of now you know by eckert toll all
2: right um so uh did you ever um learn how to play guitar through lessons or were you self-taught
1: oh man this is a great story Oh, yeah so um in the nine days you know my mom my mom sings and she plays guitar and she does a lot of really great covers eagles neil young tracy chapman indigo girls i know you guys were thinking damn we should call your mom <laughs> so anyway um she tried to show me and like when my friends would come over I'd be like please don't please don't you know she still picks on me about that now.
0: Anything that your parents are into, no matter how cool it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, my, par- my
0: okay, parents. My parents are into yeah.
2: rock and roll guitar. It's just so stupid. Lame. Right.
3: <laughs>
1: but um, in the 90s, I would try to play, but I just would do a lot of orchestrated noise. And generally, I'd be the person that people would go, please stop. Please. I'll give you $5. Please stop. But um, really, it was Alex Harrison. See, um, I think the first thing I ever learned how to play, he taught me how to play Blueprint by Fugazi, which is just a power chord, ladies and gentlemen. And that's how I started. I did power chords first, then open chords, and then after doing mind enhancement substances, I started well, doing other things. <laughs> and so this <laughs> kind of ties into my next well, and uh, last. Hold
2: on. Open.
0: I'd like to, before we get <laughs> guitar playing, this is, this is something that still boggles my mind. <laughs> like, fun fact, it's left-handed, but he plays right.
1: What? Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. What the hell is up with that? You're left-handed?
1: I tried. You know what? That he's was. Left-handed. Dude, that was the biggest bug out for me because they would. They'd be like, "Laura's gonna have to get you a guitar and string it upside down," and I'm like, "Wow!" Just didn't, and I would try to do that, and I would it would <laughs> it would be like trying to tie your shoes with your toes to me, bruh. <laughs> and, I, I think
0: that's also why you, sometimes <laughs> you have unique time signatures or you play in ways I haven't heard, and I think it's probably like due to the you know you're a lefty playing righty.
1: Yeah, because. Um, you know, so there's extra Well, it's not all miracles. Like I struggled with tempo for many years, you know, That's like crazy. the bass is what kind of fixed that, mm. being able to like play bass and stuff, you know. So if anybody's listening, you know, you all have to start from somewhere. Everything's yeah. a foundation. You gotta, you gotta suck know? before you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do, and not be afraid to. Yeah. Right?
3: Exactly.
2: You gotta you gotta roll through the punches and uh this last question kinda ties into last question so when did you first learn how to play music i probably you probably said the year i'm not sure i probably it was a repeat i don't
1: know <laughs> well like when i was really like because for a while there in the 90s um and i'll mention val and alex again they were like the first band that was ever and we never did anything we never played anywhere hmm. we also had a guy from bulgaria named alex petrov who was obsessed with deep purple Wow. <laughs> no man, they're telling you now. We need to do highway star man. We need to do it. <laughs> no, Richie Blackmore, he's the greatest. He's the greatest of all time. So anyway, um and we would practice in my friend James's basement. That house is torn down now, but this was an ocean view. This was in East Ocean View in the nineties.
2: Oh yeah, they tore down that whole area. East Beach is yeah, different.
1: But like um I'll be honest with you, man, I think that the first time I ever like sang and played was probably like at the same time where it like actually like on all cylinders it was in february 1998 that was when and i it was just a two chord song but i was like oh my god i'm playing and singing <laughs> and i also was sleep deprived so that probably applies to Orn's comment about how you know you're not paying attention <laughs> so yeah that answers that one
2: <laughs> yeah all right that was interesting so now I get to crack you open, orange. But don't shut. I'm still learning a lot about this guy. I just learned about this guy even more. Like he's left-handed. Like you know, my my brother Manos, You guys are the same age, and you, he's also left-handed. Man, just, left-handed people you guys are, are born the same year. Same year. Just a couple people born ago. in
1: 1976 wow. and left-handed are cool people, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting people. <laughs> you were born in
1: 1976. <laughs> Interesting people. Ooh.
2: So Oren, so uh my question to you this number 1 question first question um so how's your approach to the drum kick music wise
0: <laughs> I it's funny cuz I think I hear the drums backwards um Say what? I <laughs> yeah I play backwards don't you know? <laughs> Um I mean what most people so I have a I can't stop my foot <laughs> and it bores me to just go, boom, 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 boom. So I'd be like, boom, 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 boom. So when most people are doing drum rolls with their hands and just keeping a steady beat with their foot, I'm doing the roll with my foot. Nice. That makes sense. That's why I. That's what I mean by I play yeah. backwards. So if I hear like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, I'm doing the do 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 with my feet, not my hands. Wow. So that, I mean, I think it was just, I never really took lessons. I just kind of learned. And I think I would, I think also when you listen to the drums and you're listening through a crappy stereo, like how (laughs) how do you play, how do you learn drums? You play along. And if you're listening through a crappy stereo, you don't hear the bass. You don't hear the kick. So I would just assume the kick was doing what the snare was doing. And that's how I kind of trained myself to be. So I'm not saying That's brilliant, man. you know, I'm not saying I'm I'm a good drummer by any stretch of the imagination, but I think I have a heavier foot than most and that's why I think it's backwards cuz most people would just, you know, do most things with the snare and the hi-hat and I'm I'm doing a lot of accents and rolls with my feet.
2: Yeah. And that makes sense because I know with like uh nine thirty and especially um she sells narcissism, um it's 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 got like a more like on the kick, it's 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 very fluid, um, what I've what I've noticed. But so but it but it goes it bends very well. I'm kinda the same way too. I mean, like I said, learn by ear and yeah, yeah. kind of feel too. Um so what are your influences? Um I, <laughs> I mean
0: for drums like 70s dance music 80s pop music um you know but also really like i don't know I, i'm a huge kiss fan and when you listen to kiss peter chris he was a swing drummer he was a big band drummer so he's he's swinging he's not rocking he's not always straight up on the beat and I think I gravitate to stuff like that because maybe I can understand it better because, as I said, I play backwards. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm into, like, you know, Kiss and just dance music and, um, yeah, whatever was on the radio in, like, the late 80s, early 90s on, like, you know, the dance station or – what what would z104 be considered the top 40 station yeah, I guess so like whatever that. was on the top 40 station so like that was 80s heart 80s cheap trick um wow. that song you know living in the 90s heading to the wild wild west you know oh
1: the um it's uh what are I I don't know who they are, Forgot oh.
0: who they are. Yeah, The Escape
1: Club. Escape Club, there you go. go.
0: (laughs) So, like, you know, that type of stuff. It wasn't quite the mechanized early 80s drumming, but it was just big. And I think maybe I could hear that. Like, I could hear the kick on that. So that's what got me thinking, like, oh, there's kind of three parts there. It's like keeping your time, your accent, and your bottom end. Hmm. So that kind of got me into it. And then, you know, I just kind of was into, you know, every... Dumb, good, bad punk band in the '90s. So that's <laughs> that's a whole other
2: thing. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been um, sort of like in this music industry you've been playing music with uh, an underground artist?
0: Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> so I took so I don't know the I was in a band in the early 2000s and we toured around and uh, we played. And then up until that point, I was gigging pretty steady, and then. That band broke up, and I it was hard to find a band that took things seriously. Like, you know, I can find dudes who just want to play for free beer on a Saturday hmm. night, but I'm not about that. Like, I want mm. to practice. I want to put out records. Yep. I want to play different cities. So I took a lot of breaks because I couldn't find anyone. Then I took a – then I kind of hung up my drums, you know, to settle down, have kids, you know, wife, and – It was gnawing away at me, and then this joker was just like, hey, still play drums? I'm like, no. He's like, well, cool. I need a drummer. I'm like, okay, I'm not a drummer. He's like, sure, come on out. So, um, (laughs) Did he throw the
2: kitchen sink at you like you guys did to me? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, uh, yeah. And um, so (laughs) I think by that point, it was maybe six years that Mm. I didn't
0: touch my drum set until I came out and jammed with Pete. So, I mean... On and off, I think I've been playing since I was fourteen.
1: Yeah. Let Let me say real quick. I would see him on Halloween. Like it was like two years in a row, because I was handing out candy for my for my friends Sarah and Val. They were taking um their daughter to trick or treat, and um. They lived in my neighborhood. Yeah, and I would see him and i'd be like oh well how's it going and i would never think of hitting him up because um i don't know i think i had a different lineup at the time or whatever and i gotta tell you man to whoever's listening to this warren lev he pumped a lot of life into this project the moment he came in
3: i think i'm also stubborn <laughs> you know, I mean I maybe I, or I I wanted
2: those things but yeah. he's the voice of reasoning too sometimes yeah, oh, you know too. Uh, the,
3: uh, that
0: bass, no that's the recreation it's not on camera but that bass was I bought that brand new in 96 Wow, that was my first bass wow wow so that's why, that's why I made the replica, so everyone can
2: play that guy and not that guy. <laughs> yeah, I tried, to, he, he, I, I tried to buy one of, them, one of these basses from He said, sharp no. <laughs> I said, oh, that's cool. But he, he did let me play that one uh, while I was shopping for a P bass or precision bass. Well, you can use it as long as you want. I can use it as long as I want, but it, it stays and lives with Oren. It will die with Oren. <laughs> um, so what type of um, cymbal sticks and other drum products that you use for your sound? um
0: i used to really be into Zildjian's, um but they're very pricey and um my buddy rome he owns a music store called a l m he turned me on to Minols. um Mm -hmm. i think they're german they're they're really good sounding i love the dark ones and they have a warranty i think they're the only cymbal company that has a warranty Mm. so i dig that um Pearl drums all the way if I can if I can um, I've had a Gretsch set before Gretsch is really good I regret selling it but when you see me in spirit gun and I'm on that blue set it is a pearl export export select um, <laughs> and I my setup is 13 inch Tom 16 inch Tom 18 inch Tom yes 18 inch yes. Tom that's what that big one is in the back um, and yeah, oh sticks, uh American hickory. I don't care the brand; it's <laughs> got to be American hickory. Nice. If it says selected hickory, I'm gonna break it in four seconds. <laughs> American hickory is the only one that can stand up to my abuse.
2: Dang, and see, I'm a I'm a Sabian guy, if you can see on my tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I
0: got some Sabian hats. Sabians are really cool. Yeah, but yeah I I mean. As a broke punker, like, I couldn't afford Zildjian's and Sabians, so I had a lot of, like, trash can, no names, and then when I could actually start buying cymbals, I'd buy them used, and then, um, yeah, I I think Meinl's are the first cymbals I actually really sought out and bought new. Wow. That was a big deal for me. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sometimes you have to get a mortgage the house for hi-hats. Um, so, um, so name five albums that you would take with you on a desert island. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Um, so this is an interesting one. So I, I'm always torn with this question. So is it the five albums that I know so well, they're just like putting on a comfy pair of shoes and I don't really have to listen to them cause I know them in and out or are they the albums that i have to still pay attention to all these years later
2: or just something just like you just can't be without
0: or something yeah like um yes. geez so i'm gonna go with um do you guys remember the band frente
1: i love That's, frente uh, man they
0: have an album uh, is it called marvin the album I or, don't
1: know that. I just remember their their uh, yeah, New so, Order cover. So they
0: have, I'm going with albums that I think are almost perfect all the way through. Okay. That I can listen to all the way through. I don't skip any songs. Yeah, they that, they that's, flow that's well. Yeah, so Frente, uh, I think it's Marvin the Album or something like that. Uh, every song on there is good. And it's just like acoustic guitar and um, – Very, very little bass, very little drums, acoustic guitar, female vocals. Um, Versus. There's a band from New York called Versus. Not the Pearl Jam Versus. The the (laughs) band's (laughs) called Versus, and the album's called Two Cents Plus Tax. That's another album that I can listen to all the way through. Um, Flickerstick, Welcoming Home the Astronauts. The non-Sony version, when they got signed to Sony, they had to remix it and change songs. I like their original independent version. Um, Descendants Mm Livage. I think that's just like, that's a perfect album all the way through. You can listen to it, and then geez, what am I going to do for the last one? A-Camp. That is the lead singer of the Cardigan's first solo album. Wow. So yeah, no no hard stuff, no heavy stuff. The majority of that was female vocals, just like kind of mellow, you know, stuff you can relax to. I it, can get myself hyped up. I don't need some dude
2: yelling. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard to it's just hard to believe. Like it's just like because or you know, he you know he keeps us you know like hey you got to keep it you know keep it keep it lined up. The, go, go, go. go, go, go. But, but <laughs> what gets him going is like female. Uh, F- female vocals, vocals. Uh,
0: especially if they're like Swedish or Czechoslovakian <laughs> or yeah. the, just, just the way their English rolls. Yeah. It's something about the, it Draws your attention. Yeah. It's something that. I think it's also something I'm drawn to because I, I think that's why I was drawn to ABBA too. Their, their two female vocals yep. were amazing. It's something I can't do. Like. I can I can be loud and I can be fast <laughs> and I can, I can do a lot of that stuff. I can't be vulnerable and female and, you know, Swedish. So I think that's why I'm drawn to that wow.
2: stuff. Wow.
1: I'm surprised yeah. that Ace of Base is not in that list. No, just uh. so, so get off of that. That's, <laughs> that's not, no. <laughs> that's
2: nine not that's like cool. 90s like yeah, you know we that's were not even we close were close to my list we were in middle school and that you know the middle school dance or something yeah, like that they yeah. played that song you we were like okay this is this is overplayed <laughs> um so when was the first time that you played a show like with a band or anything like that or um,
0: well the first time i got a taste of wanting to be in a band it was in summer camp um we god it had to be maybe an elementary school so it was like a summer camp that was on the beach and they had like a boathouse and like you know you would go like boating and canoeing and fishing and so they had like a talent show and so me and my friends we um we set up like milk crates um that we could jump off of and we played oars and we took oars from the thing the drummer was playing like milk crates you know we were all just like moving around but We did it to the David Lee Roth song, Yankee Rose."
3: (laughs) It must have just
0: come out. I think it just came out that summer. So I don't know. This had to be 86, 86, 87. 86. So, um, uh, we were like <laughs> blasting it on the, on the, you know, through the PA and like, we started with our backs to the crowd. And then, you know, David Lee Rob was like, oh, Yankee Rose. And we like, <laughs> we, we like jumped and turned around and acted like we were playing guitar and like, uh, we won, we won the talent show. Wow. And, like the crowd was into it and
1: that's D- pretty cool that's man. like a
0: that's yeah that's one of the first times i was like whoa that's pretty
2: cool wow that's amazing <laughs> that's i wish a- there was footage of that but <laughs> there's like there's no footage of that that's a lot better than when my the first time i sang yeah i sang with my grandma my grandmother's choir and i had no business being up being up there but like I didn't. I, I didn't know what I was gonna do or how I was gonna sing. She's just like, come up here and sing with us. I was like, okay. So, I, <laughs> I just pretended that I was Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. Did you do the body movements? I didn't yeah. do the hip. I kinda, kinda,
2: just slight. But if she, but I think she kind of sighed at me a little, make sure I was doing something. I was that stops. I was like, ah. just trying to blend. Uh. Just trying to blend. Um, <laughs> Um, so what, uh, so what other, um, excuse me, uh, oh, sorry. Um, so what other projects were you involved with musically?
0: Well, I just, a bunch. I mean, I was, so (laughs) I think my first band when I was, uh, um, like, uh, high school, we were called Downside, um, we put out, we put out our first album, we broke up, um, after we recorded our second album which was stupid we should have saved the money and not recorded the album <laughs> um and you know I was in a million bands before and after the last one that really did anything before I kind of took my hiatus was called control council deadliest band alive um that was a lot of fun and yeah there's just been a million stops and starts and stuff in between i was in I was in some cover bands. I was in some just to make some money. I was, yeah. There's,
2: there's, I. The only band that matters is Spear Gun. There you go.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude.
2: So, what fires you up when you play the drums? Um, <laughs> other
3: than <Pete>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this guy. Yeah. Um,
0: it really <laughs> is. <Why did> you- <laughs> Are those your settings? Did you mess
1: with them? Well, I just kind of wanted to know? try them. I'm trying something different. We'll do that different shit when I'm not here.
0: Um, I think it – I used to tell um, Steven, our old bass player, um, when I would be in a crappy mood at a show, you know, he, he would know to stay away, but he knew, like, after I got – like, if we played Betty Page or just after I got through the first song – I'm instantly in a better mood. I think it's in practice. It's the like, there's nothing more amazing than when, you know, practice always starts the same way. Pete's noodling around. We're like, hey, Pete, can you stop noodling around? <laughs> um, then, you know, we're just kind of talking and, and making noise. It's just really loose and there's just, it's like a cacophony of noise. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, what are we doing? Okay. And then we pick a song, and it's one, two, three, four, and then it just clicks. We're all in sync. We're moving air at the same time. I'm hearing the bass in my face. The, the, the guitar is screaming out at me. There's nothing better than that feeling of being in sync and you know, just feeling that power. Because it's power.
2: That's what gets me going nice mm. oh that's powerful you know
1: well i think those initial early stages of a rehearsal it's like you're shaking all the dust of the day you know what i mean work personal stuff and yeah. then once you like once you shake that off then you're ready to go yeah
2: we're, we're pretty much going to be soon shaking off like the dust you know um when we get back to pra- practicing again and um Put, you know, for some shows and even fin- in yeah, other um, recordings and stuff, too. Yeah, we
0: got to record. So, we got this EP coming out. We're going to have another EP coming mm-hmm. out on Seals. It's going to slap have, in the face. Uh, We're going to have EP release shows. We're going to have, yeah. you know, all sorts of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's gonna. there's going to be a lot coming, Um, so stay tuned.
1: Um, We're going to have um, Kitty pool, Vanilla Pudding Wrestling.
2: We're going to have time. a good time. Ow! <laughs> um, So, so Oren, did you... um? Did you, did you learn to play drums by ear, or was it just music you or did somebody give you some advice, or um, videos? Yeah,
0: it was just by ear. I mean, I had friends who were just like, you know, hey, do right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. Then, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, what is that? And then like, no, no, you just have to do it literally 10,000 times, and then you'll see. So, you know, I'd get pointers like that. I think I have the, like the you know mel bay learn how to play the drums. oh i forgot like about
2: mel 16th. bay oh yeah oh wow that's taking I, it way I, back i think
0: i got that book i mean i never got too far into it but it's got good information yeah you know i'd have friends show me pointers here and there but it was just always like more okay what can i do what does it sound like mm. what do i like to do mm. and then it just kind of yep. went from
2: there yeah mel bay he did, he did a lot of transcribing for all kinds of music you know which is Oh amazing. yeah, there was the Mel Bay, learn to play guitar, yep. learn to play bass, bass, learn to play drums. Drums. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had violin, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're you know? all still in print, they're all <laughs> yes. still taught, and they're it's all crazy. still great. They're it's, great books. It's, it's passed down, you know, yeah. it's like a tradition. Kind but of. I love it's
0: how true. like it looks like it's from the 60s. All the
2: yeah. illustrations look like they're from even the, the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah even, even the, the handwriting yeah. and stuff, which but is amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. Mid-century, ladies and gentlemen. So I got one last question, and it kind of guess it ties into... Here's the last question um so when did you first learn how to play me mu- when did you first how to uh play music um so
0: i was into i had i had this buddy dave and we were sophomores freshmen however old you are then 13 14 15 and we wanted to form a band so he had this other buddy pat that they went to school with. And Pat taught him how to play guitar in study hall on a pencil. <laughs> wow. he, he, would, he would tell him, like, he would show him how to do the power cord. And he would say, run it up and down the pencil and get used to that shape. All you have to do is keep that shape and just move it to different spots. So that's what Dave would do. And then Dave's mom got him a guitar and a really cool 80s PV 212 combo that weighed a ton and sounded amazing.
2: Um,
0: Yeah, and then I borrowed somebody's bass and we figured out how to play. I figured out he did the power chord, which is your pointer finger and then your third finger. Um, You know, that's a power chord. For the bass, you just look at the first finger to get the root note, and then you can go from there. So I, so he would be doing that. I would just look at this. And then um, we figured out how to play. So we had our own little band with our buddy Chris on drums. We were all learning how to play. Chris moved to Pennsylvania. And then uh, Pat had a band with um, Gerard and this dude Bean on bass. Bean (laughs) ended up um, leaving the band. So we all kind of combined forces, and that became Downside. So that was like my first real taste of a band band. Not wow. just, you know, messing around in the bedroom and coming up. Like, that was a full band. Two guitars, bass, and drums. Wow. So that was that was my first taste of moving air. And I
1: liked it. Moving air. Moving in.
2: air. And sh- shedding out some vibrations. Hey, That's real quick. You are. guys were
1: talking about Mel Bay books. Well, yeah. I got this book in, like, 97 that someone got me as a gift. I can't remember who got it for me. But it was like a Mel Bay book for vocals. And it had this CD that came with it. And like each track was like all these zo, 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 zo. like all these different vowel sounds. Nice. Yeah, the whole CD had like all mm-hmm. these different vowel sounds of different ranges. So that was what you practiced too. Me, 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 me,
2: Swim down red the leather, river Red
3: yellow leather,
2: yellow, red, red, yellow, yellow <laughs> leather <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather Let's say it together Red, red, leather, 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 red yellow leather. leather, yellow <laughs> leather Red leather, yellow leather Gibberish uh, <laughs> okay. so they, I zig while everybody sags <laughs> I have the floor now Uh-oh. So
0: Uh-oh. I'm going to start I'm just going to start on my left with Tony Okay so, um, Go for it <laughs> What are? What is your favorite place to play a show or see a show?
2: Uh I'm gonna. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna. So my favorite place to play, I feel like it's gotta be like either uh, maybe the tap house, the old Hogan's. Um, that was pretty fun. Or elevation twenty seven. That. Yeah. That 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 actually gives it a good feel um, of a stage and um, a show to, a place to go see a, sh- a show. Probably be my favorite is would be the Norva. It's more intimate. Um, I love that. And same thing, kind of like that stage. You know, it's pretty big, but it's freaking awesome, yeah, awesome. Yeah,
0: and the Norva is awesome. I've seen. I saw Stone Temple Pilots there. I saw James Brown there. Oh, I saw. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, James Brown was the first show ever yeah, the first at, at the Norva, yeah, but he came, came back like he came back like every six months. Yeah, you know, for, for like four or five years.
2: I kicked myself in the tees, like missing out on Prince when he played. At the
0: yeah, Club. I missed out. I missed uh, out on those tickets uh, that sold out in like yeah. a second. Um, I saw Flickr Stick there for the yeah. first time in I like saw two chains.
2: Oh wow! Uh, I almost missed it because uh, they sold out, but uh, fortunately, I was able to get. Actually, I've got a free ticket. Nice. For, I had 40 bucks, and apparently, I guess, I, I don't know if, the, the young lady said she was, really, so this was when William Duvall had just joined. Uh, oh, uh, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, when they just she, came back, she, yeah. She said, that's my boyfriend, courtesy of him. And I was like, what? I don't know if she was making it up. I don't right, know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had 40 bucks in my hand. I was like, take my money and shut up. Nice. And she was like, no, keep your money and shut up and watch the show. Wow. wow. Yeah, so, yeah, that was that was a really fun um so yeah, I love the love seeing you know shows at the Norva. I'd love have yet I have yet to play at the Norva. I'd love to make that happen.
1: What well, actually, gentlemen. Well, the the oh, wow. the jealous. early. The, I don't think we played there. Spirit or this version of Spirit. Yeah, like don't. we played a local showcase there. Uh, that's when Julian D- and Dave were in the band. Yeah, Julian and Dave. We and, all, uh,
2: we thought about like my old band, the Minusman. We we were trying to get something set up for it but like i think our fear kind of like got to the best of us because you got to sell tickets or whatever and um you know how friends are are <laughs> we not really
3: we, we had to go on <laughs> first
1: that that was a good experience though i'd like to to do that again in yeah. the present moment especially with the the force that we've created here yeah. you know so totally that would be really good yeah cool so
0: we know you know we play out, we see shows, we do shows, we make music. We mm-hmm. As we evolve, I can't... So, leading into my next question. Mm-hmm. When you were 20, you had a favorite album. Mm-hmm. Can you listen to that now, 20 years later?
2: So, uh, shoot, when I was... Tw- so, I'm 40 now. I was 20, 20 years ago, 21 years ago. Um, I think at that time... I think probably my favorite album when I was 20, so that was 2000, 2001. I think I was listening to like Scum Dogs of the Universe like crazy, <laughs> like, like insanely too much. Uh huh. And I, I actually listened to it uh, recently the other day. I, still, I can still listen to it. Nice. You know, um, it's, it's, I mean, it, 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 it's an old, I mean, then it was an old album then, you know, about 10 years old then but like you know i could still listen to it and i actually listen to like the, the remastered um it's okay but uh yeah i, I can still listen to it i know there's other albums that listen to like oh I, I i there's a cattle press album uh hordes to abolish the divine i remember that, that came out um that year that i was 20. um i haven't listened to that in a while i need to, i need to uh, you just reminded me i probably need to. right yeah to yeah too. see how see how i feel um but yeah I, there's 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 a few that's just like you know it just depends you know
0: yeah yeah there's a lot of like you know punk stuff i just can't listen to anymore (laughs) there's um i i don't think i ever need to listen to nirvana's Nevermind ever again just because it i listen to it so much i think it's ingrained in my dna
2: it's it's every once in a while once in a blue moon it's like you want to it's like it's like busting out a a, a bottle of like uh, an aged uh, wine or aged uh, bourbon or champagne. You just bust it out every once in a while, but not all the time. Because I mean, yeah, it was a big album. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, same thing with like you know Green Day's Dookie. You know, once in a blue moon, it'll it'll pop up and then like go back in your case. It's like Mariah right. Carey's uh, All the One for is, for Christmas Is You. You know, it, it should just play once on Christmas Day and then back to back
0: to the, every single day for the next month
2: yeah from like november 1st <laughs> to <till> like <laughs> new year's and beyond uh <laughs>
1: yeah people make memes about that notes right? yeah well that's awesome
0: you can go back to them yeah some i can some i can't yeah but it just to,
2: depends yeah. it, it, it it depends on you know sometimes i'll listen to one thing it's just like ooh, i really
3: oh, yeah yeah it's either it like it's is. either like
0: oh I must have been young or you just or like some of them i think i have an internal limit like i think if i've heard something 10, yeah times, yeah i think i yep. have my internal limit yeah <laughs> whether it's amazing or not yeah um okay so here's not music related what's the what's your favorite place you've ever traveled to
2: oh um i think my favorite place to travel has gotta be chicago strangely enough oh yeah <laughs> kind of one of the one of the one of strangest places i mean i have i have some family up there um but it, 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 it was unfortunate one time we went there we had to go for a funeral but i mean it's but the city was just so it's incredible mm. you could see the sears tower from like a hundred miles wow
0: yeah oh, i've never wow. been that's yeah, definitely a city i want to check yeah out. It, it was
2: just it was just amazing like because like i said I, I had family you know on my dad's side um that my dad was originally uh, born in Chicago, um but yeah, it was just like one of the it's like a big giant you know town and it's just like amazing it's just incredible it's got a lot going on and I remember we drove through we were driving through downtown and um and there it was wrigley field, and it was just like it was surreal it, it, uh, like like i it just took my breath away being right like i mean we were outside we were just in the car you know my my dad's uncle was driving. We almost died (laughs) out there. He was he was driving like a maniac, and um, but yeah, we we were just like stopped at an intersection, and there it was. It was just like, whoa! Right. It was like this thing I've seen on TV a million times. Like, wow! It just took my breath away.
0: That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll blaze up to Chicago and play a show. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Call Steve
1: Albini up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um here's another random one do
2: you ride roller coasters
1: i do i've
2: they're okay i mean I, 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 I ebb and flow i mean sometimes i'm like yeah i'm excited but other times it's just like eh, okay. <laughs> right, yeah. it, it, it's like what are we doing to ourselves it's like <laughs> i don't like the really crazy ones like the like grip like they have griffin on, oh, yeah. on uh um bush Gardens. i never written that one i'm never gonna ride that one ever it just it, it freaks me out because you know but there's one time though that um about five years ago we went and um i had you know i had a surgery on my down there area and uh not to be tmi but uh i rode some roller coasters and some rides and it hurt mm. it hurt like for Bolton, that's a ball ballbuster. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about you guys. If you guys rode on thing, thing when it drops, yeah, I, 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 I cried. <laughs> oh, I got man. scared. I got scared. I, I got scared. I, was, I looked at my wife. I was like, "This might be the end." <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. – some of them I ride. Them. Oh my God! What am I doing? Yeah.
2: My, I remember the first. I remember like. I remember one time my brother, my oldest brother James, he. We went to Del Mar Fairgrounds and he decides he him and I are going to hang out and go to every freaking roller coaster. And I was just like, I don't know about this. And he was like, whatever. <laughs> and we're going down these crazy roller coasters, these battery rams that just completely go around. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I, I can't do those. <laughs> my, I, I, I wanted to. I, I, my, I love my brother to death, but I was just like, I wanted to kill him. <laughs> it well, scared the crap out of me. It's one it.
1: thing to ride a roller coaster, but there was guys that I knew <laughs> back in the day that would be like, "Yeah, uh, we they would they would drop acid and then go get on a roller coaster." That's that's and I'm like, crazy. Why? Two great tastes it's... that
0: don't go good together. <laughs>
2: Why? I will I will say that one of my favorite roller coasters top notch is Alpengeist. I love it.
0: Oh, yeah right. album guys is really cool yeah. that's the feet dangly one yeah other so
2: that's the, okay though? i guess i mean but it just depends sometimes i'm like, ah, I'm Some other times I'm like uh. maybe i'm just getting older
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right so um we'll go from roller coasters to horror movies do you <laughs> like horror movies and if so what's your favorite one
2: uh i like them um okay it, 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 for entertainment i guess but i try not to go too gory because you know it, it, it is kind of like you know on the edge of your seat but um but i remember you know growing up watching you know uh, nightmare on elm street and uh friday the 13th and, and i had no you know this is i was a small child mm-hmm. was, yeah yeah now, now this is being the youngest so you have no say you know it, it's either like we watch these horror movies or or if I say, "Hey, can we watch like Sesame Street?" <laughs> I'm
3: getting
1: booed out of there, man. Like, get the hell out of here, kid. Like, go to bed,
2: you know. So, uh, you know, I remember watching those, and and um, like I said, I try not to go too gory or anything like that, it's where you give give yourself nightmares. But like, uh, you know, you know, like some like uh, other things that you know, other other you know, like uh, Friday, you know, like I said, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween. A little bit. I never like, like I said, I never really got too deep into like horror movies, anyway. right. like, like a horror movie buff or anything like. That. But yeah, it's 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 entertaining. It's entertaining to, to watch, and sometimes I like the to guy watch. next to you can tell you a few things. Uh, he's, he's a, a horror can. movie. He buff. looks like Glenn Danzig. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, um, oh come on! No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but uh, you know, I you know sometimes I like to watch like alien movies as well as well like alien you know people getting abducted by aliens and stuff it kind of it that, that kind of does tie into like it's going to give you nightmares and looking around you know right yeah yeah um critters and tremors that was pretty you know high octane kind of sort of w- w- when it came out but i mean I, I bet you i can't see it now and am like not take it seriously yeah you know
0: the, the graphics were different but, yeah you know
3: <laughs>
0: totally <laughs> So, do you are you the type of driver who goes the speed limit
2: or do you speed? I'm in the middle. Um, it depends. I, I, I baby my I baby my personal vehicle. You know, I'll go about ten ten over, sometimes fifteen. But like, um, well, I go ten. Uh, yeah, I'm boring because uh, <laughs> I I deliver office supplies, so I'm a driver. So I'm trying to be. right. Honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't go like a hundred miles an hour, but you know when i'm in a rush sometimes when i when i deliver when i do my deliveries some you know I'll go about 75 80 you know cuz i'm just like oh, shit um, yeah <laughs> i got 30 you got to get there like, get out of here but um yeah I, you know I don't, I don't go too crazy i don't go too slow either unless you know unless i unless i got like a heavy you know something in the back of my pickup truck or got my hazards on and stuff so
3: right
0: it just depends <laughs> I floor it everywhere I go. That's yeah, me. you do. <laughs> I tried to follow you to the, uh, to the uh, tap house, and I was just like, "You passed."
2: I'm I'm going like, you know,
3: shifting gears. It's like, Nope. <laughs> I got a heavy foot on my car
2: and
1: behind yeah. the hit. Did <laughs> one on faith that day? That's okay.
2: Yeah, it just depends on you know. I, I baby my car, you know, my, my personal vehicle. I'm just like, you know, I like to take it easy. You know. Uh, but you know but at the same time you know I let it build up and you know I try to go like t- 5 5 to 15 over the speed limit you know unless if there's police then I'm like speed limit <laughs> uh it's dangerous on these streets
0: <laughs> what so when you first uh showed up to practice you broke out this awesome fretless bass mm-hmm. and I was just like where are the notes on that thing <laughs> it's so it, What is it about the fretless bass that you like better
2: than a fretted bass?
0: Or do you like them the same and they're just a different vibe?
2: Um, I like them the same, different vibes, yes. Um, When I bought that fret, well, actually, when I first saw that fretless bass, it was like, I think it was like the fall of 1998. It was like late 1998, early 1999. Um, I think I saw it at Mars Music, if I'm not mistaken. And I was just, I don't know, it just caught my eye and i i played it you know a couple of times before before i bought it in 2000 and it kind of it kind of tied it 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 just had that sound that it kind of had like sort of like a um a sort of almost like a modulation sound sort of speak and it was just incredible um, but it, it, the way, just the way, you know, that, it, that it, I can create a sound with it and it just like it slide up and down. I knew where the notes are, um, just from playing violins and that. So, um, but yeah, it was, it's totally different. It's, it, it is definitely a different vibe, but it was, you know, it's something, but it, there's a de- determination with like how I play. So like I use certain songs for the fretless and I use certain songs for my, you know, new bass, the, you know, my, my new, um, precision bass that I bought. so it just depends i want that punch do i want that earthy sound you know yeah
0: no they both sound good thank you that's for sure um okay so uh first concert best concert last concert and those are ones you didn't play
2: first concert i've been to i think i said this earlier i went to the whispers in 1991 at delmar fairgrounds uh, what? Well, best uh, concert?
0: Best concert and then last concert.
2: Um, best concert that I saw. I want to say like, uh, real quick. I think it was I saw Mudhoney at the Chrysler Museum, and oh, right. they tore it up. Wow, when was that? Yeah, this was like in 2005. Was uh-huh. a, uh, and Charles they, Peterson, right? Yeah, it was a Charles Peterson um yeah, yeah. Ex- exhibit, and they had the band was on like this little small little stage that you, know, you can literally walk up to it, and they like tore it up and like towards the end they just like pulled people up and I actually met uh I think I met Dan Peters who's one of my favorite drummers and um um Steve Turner nice and then the last show that I saw was I saw um I went to the Converge Mashuga show and um uh, Torch opened up but I didn't stick around for Meshuggah because it was getting kind of late but I was mainly <laughs> there for I was mainly there for like Torch and I was mainly there for um Converse, Converge Converge yeah like, I, we played a, I played a show with them a long time ago with when I was in the band called the no fi um, nice. back in the early 2000s so yeah
0: very cool um, what's mm, mm, it's kind of similar so okay here's a random one what's your favorite color that's not blue actually,
2: I actually have two um, green and black nice <laughs> yeah this is I love them I love green I love black it's just it's a it's a mood for me <laughs>
0: What is your? Are you like a like to stay inside because it's cold? So you want to be cozy, or it you want summertime all the time?
2: Oh, summertime all the time, man! I want to take my shirt off, dude. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if it's below fifty degrees, I'm not happy. And that's part as part as as part of that California in my blood, right. man. It's just like no shirt, yeah, shorts, no sh- and flip flops. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's how I am. Party time, and, and it's crazy that my birthday's on in November. But I was, you know living in california it was perfectly nice out here it sucks <laughs> my birthday's gonna rain it's gonna be like below 50 degrees so i'm not happy but well i'm probably gonna get trashed
3: <laughs> yeah we'll be there to experience it yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, i probably won't get too trashed but you know <laughs>
0: nice well cool those are my 10 questions for tony awesome i think i learned a little bit more about you <laughs> all right so i'll start with you pete um Hold on
1: for one second the No-Fi Wasn't Bubba Gwynn In that band Yep Oh no way
2: Yeah Bubba Gwynn Was in that band Um Nice
1: Bubba hope you're listening To this man Yeah
2: Um you know, Of course Gary Stevens Um Jeff From Coyote Beach He's been a long time there Him, him and Gary And uh Sean uh, My buddy Sean Uh He He was He was a He was an off and on minds member He also did some Recordings for us mm-hmm. Um he was in No Fly. I remember they had. I remember the first time I met those guys. Um, I was in the band Pork Favour, and we played a show with them. And um, they had this guy named Alex. I can't, uh, I don't know what happened to that guy, man. Uh, but he was just like belted out, man. And, oh, uh, nice. That it was just like, wild. But yeah, I've, I've, off and on, you know, they had Justin Waters up there too. If he's listening, what's up, bro? Uh, <laughs>
3: um.
0: All right, Pete. So we'll start with you. Same first question: What's your favorite place to play a show slash see a show? Mm. Could be still in existence or long since demolished.
1: Um, I really liked playing at Poncho and Luigi's, which is where Lewis's used to be off Akali of Avenue. What is it now? Um, I think it became the Dirty Buffalo. Oh,
2: oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I love that stage. 43rd Street. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um. I wish that they still had shows there. Mm. It's just a great stage, nice big stage, nice open spot, Uh, a place I still enjoy playing now in the present. I still love playing Tap House, man, because it's the one hub of activity where you know you can get all your friends from the past, present, and in the future all Mm. in the same place. It's like a cozy sweater
2: yeah it does. I, I love or like playing a cozy there. corduroy jacket. Yeah I love playing there. I've only played there twice yeah. that was just this year.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> what What's your favorite album that you can listen to all the way through?
3: Hmm.
0: Like you don't skip a, you don't skip a track. You put it on and then 40 minutes later, you're done and you feel something
1: cease to begin by uh band of horses Hmm.
0: oh wow when when did that come out
1: 2008 okay it's got the Is here a ghost in my house yeah yeah i
2: (laughs) I don't even (laughs) saw them
1: at the norma by the way
2: guys i remember that was a big
3: song oh very cool yeah yeah, i don't even know that i'll have to yeah yeah, i'll have to
1: check that that song that i put on the um plug in the playlist again cigarettes wedding bands that's off that album okay yeah
0: nice what um? Do you remember your first guitar? And what what was it? Where did you get it? Was it weird neon colors?
1: Would you, do you want to say like the first guitar that I acquired from I, like?
0: I would say your first non kid guitar. Like as a as a somewhat teenager looking to be in a band, you knew you had to get a good reliable mm-hmm. guitar. What's your what's the first guitar? you remember as an adult.
1: The first one that I purchased on my own was at a pawn shop in Kempsville, a movie store. It was a video store called Movies. I know you guys remember that. <laughs> um, it was an Ovation Acoustic Guitar. Ooh. And what was really cool about Ooh. it was... With the round back? It had the round oh, back, yeah, which you can never nice. sit down with those. Yeah, but, yeah, you guys to stand um, up. I mean, unless you had a good core strength. But um, it had like a... It was gray and blue, but it was like a sunburst. It was almost like orange mm-hmm. shirt there. Yeah. I know but it had gray in the center, and I traded that in two years later for this Archtop Harmony guitar, and that was the guitar that I used for the Golden Cup Cafe gigs.
0: Nice. Yeah. Very cool. That you still have that guitar, right? The Harmony?
1: That is a different one. Oh, okay. The one that I had was stolen. When someone broke into my car off of Killam Avenue, ladies and gentlemen, and if anybody's listening that's native to Ghent or that ODU area, you know, please don't leave a guitar in your car. And my Omni Horizon got broken into.
2: Just don't leave your guitar in your car anywhere in the world. anywhere ever. In the planet. Don't leave it out of your sight. Hence
1: early 20s life, ladies and gentlemen. So,
2: yeah. This is 2022. You still got to be prepared, man. Humans.
1: (laughs) Yes, humans. (laughs)
2: Um... Are you a beach guy?
1: Oh, yeah. But believe it or not, I would, like, with the way the weather is now here in the in the November, um, I would go when the weather's like this. I actually like going to the beach when it's cold nice. or fallish and windy. Uh-huh. Like, a, I, I think I go to the beach like I'm trying to film a YouTube video or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> from the Still 80s. haven't found what you're looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man. um. I love the beach. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Very cool. Yeah, I go back and forth. Yeah. I, I like the idea of the beach, and then when I'm there in July, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself?
1: My whole thing was, I would go to the beach, and then if you went too late in the summer, that's when the jellyfish came out. Yeah. So like it was always like, May and June are cool, April was cold, but you had to get past the chill, but July and August was like where you were getting stunned. And then Moonfish, which look like jellyfish, but they didn't sting you. Oof. Yeah. I
2: hate it. That's the only thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Well, I know the – so I'm going to ask it, but have you answered the second part? Do you like horror movies? (laughs) And if so, what are your favorite ones?
1: I do like horror movies. My more favorite ones are not necessarily the gore fest, as Mister Tony was saying here. Um, I'm more of a cerebral um, horror movie fan, and more of a fan of like suspense. That's why I think that the 1978 Halloween is still great because of, and it's kind of like the way that we approach our music. It's it's got space, you know, yeah. things that are slow burn, and the the thing, the power and minimalism, and how it's not what you see. But also at the same time, I like horror movies that deal with spiritual warfare. It's 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 the it's the classic good versus evil thing, and the narrative that exists in between that, like The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good one. Too. Yeah.
0: Um. Wow. So yeah, I mean, horror movies. I guess. <laughs> You're saying they're actually kinda
3: deep. They're not just there to scare you. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, there's the ones you can watch like um you know, like the USA Up all night ones, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. th- so I so love those so too. Dark. Like he said critters earlier and I was yeah. remembering that but I was remembering Ghoulies and I was yeah. remembering Prince of Darkness, oh. you know.
2: Damon uh Damon. Um, oh, Omen. oh, Omen. Omen. Omen, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the original and the yeah, it's all remake. For you, yeah, yeah, but like the first was, one's was, good, those, but. They, they were, those are, were, I like.
1: That's I the thing. Those. You have a deep and visceral yeah. horror movie. It's got a good script, good storyline. Yeah. Then they get into sequel territory, and it's like, you know, Damien goes to in and out Burger. You know, it's like it starts <laughs> to lose its, you know... Yeah,
2: he's caught it starts at the A.M. Uh, he's at the AMP. Like, or 7-Eleven.
1: Yeah, or, like, like uh, uh, all the people <laughs> in that Outburger are dead, man. You no. Know, so so... Um,
0: okay, this next question is very specific to you.
1: Okay, shoot.
0: Why do you want to keep adding a Wawa pedal to your board <laughs> when
3: I hate them?
1: Well, first of all, in my defense... <laughs> their uh, drummer man and notice i called you a drummer man not a drummer boy Uh but like um i've thought about it but then i thought about how i can't put it on the pedal board it would have to be its own separate station and the only (laughs) thing i can think of that i would use it for is maybe bonfire or maybe love is a hard thing to find and that would be the whole night like if we hired a guy that was like the whammy bar bring out the whammy bar you know like the whammy the whammy pedal excuse me not the whammy bar you know what i mean like but i know there, you know because people are like well you should get like a mini one you know you got the mini ones i'm like it doesn't matter because i feel like this there's two types of people there's people that try to play a whammy pedal a wah pedal or whatever i keep calling it whammy because i have a wham. see what i don't need a wah pedal ladies and gentlemen when i don't right you know it's all within my fingertips But you get two types of people. You get people that are really good at playing wah pedals, and then people that end up sounding like white boy funk. And I would rather just take it out of the arsenal altogether. So there's your answer. But Val gave me that pedal... And I still want to use it on some sort of future recording.
2: I was a, aff- I, I knew, I knew that pedal was gonna, I, I knew that pedal was gonna irk you because I was like, man, <laughs> Orin's gonna get on my ass. But it's so never was- happened. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: pre, you presuppose. This is what happens. You guys, you re, you this, is the, this is
2: why I'm in the middle of this. No, but think <laughs> about what I'm
1: saying. I could plug that thing in and not tell him because, ladies and gentlemen, I try to do things and not tell Orin. and oh, then he he sees oh, he my rig yeah. and he'd be like, oh. Uh I see you did that. Yes I did. Uh well do you know what you're doing with that? I- yeah are you sure well kind of okay kind of or you do <laughs> and so, i'm in the middle of right this. <laughs> but like i'm saying i've thought about like why don't I just hook it up one time and not tell you i'll just hide it somewhere and it's then have you go hey what were you doing different I'll swing the wall pedal oh cool yeah you know gonna know if you've <laughs> mastered it
0: before we walk in the room cool i just don't want you to master it while we're rehearsing.
3: yeah but at the
1: same time though I'm just trying to just stay 100% on what I can already do and, and, and keep that tight instead of trying to <laughs> spread yourself thin with all these extra accoutrements. I don't want to do that. you know? I'd rather just focus on... Sometimes you just should paint with three colors and be great at painting with those three colors because yeah. sometimes more colors makes it... You lose the power. You lose yeah. making wind or making air. <laughs> we make <laughs> air, not wind. Make, we make we air. air. We, we make we wind, move, but it will be edited in the, air, in the in the post production. We move
2: air. We move air. We don't <laughs> break wind.
0: Like <laughs> um, a uh, talker yeah. night. <laughs> um. So that being said, <laughs> next question: Why well, do you know? Um, <laughs> so if you had three bands that were always on your, what are three bands that always make your playlist? Mm. Doesn't have to be the whole album. Doesn't have to be the the Just, you know, their whole catalog. But there, if if Pete makes a playlist, there's always these three bands on it.
1: Well, as of twenty twenty two, it's going to be super Drag. Oh. Um, it's going to be um, um, Link Ray, and the Raymond. I've been really digging into that stuff a lot because he was amazing. Yeah. Um, and thirdly, and Link
0: Ray's got here. series from
1: here that's right? correct yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's correct norfolk? um yeah. uh yeah is he from
2: norfolk or portsmouth or chesapeake Something like somewhere yeah. he's from somewhere in the seven cities yeah and then
1: pinback and i don't know if you guys have listened to any pinback no or so like s- 90s punk band yeah but yeah. to me the stuff i've heard it's almost like very bright sounding post-punk mm. like the complex bass melodies which i'm If you've listened to our music, you know, like I'm a huge fan of where the bass is more the dominant melody and the guitar is more kind of the, the sprinkles on the cake as opposed to trying to, I am the cake, I am the, I am the border, I am everything. And I feel like that's exhausting to someone's ears, Mm -hmm. but I feel like bass and drums is this people want to dance, but they can still rock. So I'm saying you can still rock, but you can still dance. Yeah.
2: That's, that's kind of, that's like when, when me me and my buddy Jeff, we started sexism. We we, we actually, we were originally called sit, stand, speak. We were just drumming bass. Like um, the
1: Cemetery Boys,
2: kind of like that, but we added another. Actually, I started off with guitar. Um, we played our first show at the Rat War. It was supposed to be the Philip Michael Thomas Search Party, but yeah. the whole Search Party wasn't there, so we just started on a little project. But then later, we started. I, I moved on to bass, and and then we added a few other guys like Gary Stevenson and our buddy Josh. He was saying he did vocals and stuff. And yeah, it was drum and bass, main music, music interest.
1: If you can do it right, man, you can. Get a room full of people from different backgrounds and cultures or whatever, and, and then you can make a move. Right?
2: Oh, yeah. We, they, people were moving. Yeah. People yeah. were moving to it. Yeah, it's exciting.
3: Yeah. As long as, I mean, as long as you're trying to get something across,
0: your instrument is you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. You can be playing combs or, you know, mm-hmm. kicking rocks or, yeah. or whatever, but, you know. <laughs> Kick
3: rocks. Yeah, Kick rocks.
2: Spoon Man, Spoon Man of Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There go. Yeah. Yeah
0: um okay so i asked this one to tony but i'll ask you uh first concert best concert last concert
1: well my parents promoted concerts in the 80s so i saw many concerts growing up and i'd be like side stage or backstage but my the first concert would you know who they were
0: or it was just some band
1: rolling no i knew who they were i'm gonna i'll so this is a two-part answer um some of the bands that I saw that my parents promoted, I saw Iron Butterfly. I saw um, Molly Hatchet, who the guitar player gave me a guitar when I was seven. Oh, wow. At nice. the and backstage, Holy crap. Um, I saw Atlanta Rhythm Section, um, John Anderson, who's a country music guy. You know, I, I remember like I had a little cowboy hat. And this is like 1982, but the first concert. That I ever was taken to by my parents was Billy Joel, nice. at the at the Norfolk Scope. Uh, wow, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, and,
1: and that was my first concert where I wasn't like hanging out backstage and falling asleep in my mom's arms. It was it was that concert.
3: You know, wow. he still plays like Madison
0: Square Garden like
1: once a month. Yeah, I remember he came to the scope, and I'll never forget this um, hand of God. Um, he the first words out of his mouth after his third song was, "The sound in this place sucks," <laughs> <laughs> and it's yes. a very Taurus thing for him to say. Well, also the sound in the scope sucks. That's why <laughs> right. The,
3: that's why most concerts
0: go to the Hampton Coliseum. Yeah. The acoustics there are
1: great. Yeah.
0: So that was your first concert. You still yeah. that Best concert and last concert.
1: Best concert. Ooh. Believe it or not, um, best concert was uh, Lenny Kravitz Horde Festival, nineteen ninety six, Virginia Beach Amphitheater. Blues Traveler was on the headlining. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think yeah, I think Blues Traveler, I think Horde was their festival.
1: Yeah, and so I think it was. Uh, I think um, <laughs> I think Bloodhound Gang was there. I think Clear Eleven was there, and um, yeah, Kravitz man, um, I got tickets when ninety three point seven the coast. Became K-94 for a while. Mm-hmm. And Les Wooten, I called up Les Wooten. and I said, I'm Tom Overstreet's We're son. Talking Les Wooten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he gave his tickets. It took me and my girlfriend at the time um, to to that show.
2: Oh, I just realized. Um, one of the, another best concert that I went and saw. Mm-hmm. I saw The Cure open in Columbia, Maryland. Uh, the Curioso Tour. And they had them, Mogwai, and what? and check this out,
0: Karen Mogwai?
2: yeah, Jeez. and Jeez. Interpol. And what? that in, in that show that was the best show because like Interpol freaking kicked ass. That's that that show. It was like two thousand three, two thousand four. That watching them, I, I that's when I really got into Interpol. Was wow, when, I feel when, like I'd have to take a week
1: off just to recover from that sonic overage. Yeah. yeah, it oh, was
2: yeah. they had them, it was Aftermar, and, M- and Muse was there. Wow, Muse yeah. was there too. Yeah, it was like crazy, but like Interpol, like freaking tore it up, man. It was just I, I, that's when I first got into Interpol.
1: So, you, you know, the, the most recent show that I've seen,
2: yeah, first concert, best concert, last concert,
1: most recent. Show that I saw that I really enjoyed was with you. We we saw the Black Crows at uh the Portsmouth Amphitheater. Oh yeah! And what was really cool about it is, is the stage setup had like this old jukebox, and they were playing this old song like "Shake That Money, Make Shake That Money." Girl comes out, you know, she puts a quarter in the jukebox, and I've always loved um soft intros. So they play that, and then you hear three seconds of silence, and they go right into twice as hard, you know, which is the first song off of Shaker Money Maker. But it's those type of things that give me cold chills. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, I was frozen. I mean, yeah, they played some later; so it was cool. But that I was like, for these guys to have been around for almost 35 to 37 years and to deliver like they did that night, it didn't feel like dad rock to me at all. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, they still they still rocked for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what was a band that you hated? You hated (laughs) them the first time you heard them. You hated them forever. And then as time went on, you're like, oh, wow, they're not really that bad.
1: The Cure. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, here's the thing. You know, it was like, you know, the Cure's, ah, you know, like all that stuff. But, and believe it or not, it was like uh, 2000, I think it was 2009, 2010, my friend Gunther, Uh, who's like my brother from another mother he gave me on vhs um a copy of um staring at the sea Mm -hmm. but he also burned me the peel sessions Uh see all that early stuff you know like a forest and Mm -hmm. you know um killing an arab and all that stuff that made me go oh
2: wow so you were probably exposed to like Stuff from like the late mid to late '80s, Cure, right? Right. Like I didn't understand like, 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 people like, 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 like disintegr- that liked the like, cure. like like you were like disintegration up. You weren't experienced to see. I was introduced to the Cure by their by like the early like uh 17 Seconds, the pornography album, Faith, like the early like like you know three. So Imagine the more the psychedelic boys. like the, aspect like of the very the cure. dark
3: gothy, but, you know?
1: right? But the stuff I was listening to was more like that late '70s, early '80s, uh three piece version of the cure and it's probably like a lot of inspiration for spirit gun because i was cross-examining the singing with just bass and drums and Mm -hmm. letting the guitar be very minimalistic but interesting at the same time but you
2: were exposed to like when they were big like kind of like yeah the first cure song
1: i ever heard was how can i be you and i remember seeing the video Mm -hmm. when i was like 11 i was like huh I don't know what this that's is. Five, that's, yeah, I want that, to see that White Snake video again with the redhead. Yeah, right? that, that,
2: that's that's why. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go for the early stuff. Man. Yeah, you gotta be in the right
0: time and the right headspace to take right. something in. Yeah. that's why I asked that question because there's a million bands I hated, yeah. and then you know I was in the right headspace to to get what they were doing, and then I was like, oh my god, this band's brilliant.
2: I was that way with country, for for a while. Uh-huh, yeah. I was I was like, you know, country is just the same thing. You know, blah blah blah. blah. But then like. I actually sat down and listened to it, and it's like, okay, they're, they're musicians just like us. They're telling a story. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they're sure. telling some stuff about heartbreak. It's not just like, oh, I lost my dog. No, it's, it's more than that, you know. It's, it's, it's heartbreak. It's other things, you know. And with as
1: many great influences as uh, Linkin Park has, because there's a lot of industrial influences and all that stuff, I could just never really get into them. And, yeah. it, like, I'm not a snobbery thing. It's just that, you know, and that's – this goes with any art that you take in. It's either yeah. it, it moves you or it doesn't. Right, you know? yeah. You have to go find a different air. Yeah, to move eight, you, each to you know?
2: Yeah, whatever yeah. vibration gets you. You know.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: final Ooh. question, Pete. Are you ready? Oh no! This one's worth twenty points. now. Okay. So, um, I I think I know the answer because I know what type of guitars you play. But are you a Strat type guy with single coils and a lot of different switches and sounds, or are you a Les Paul type guy with humbuckers?
1: I'm gonna have to say more of a humbucker kind of guy, um, and it doesn't mean that I don't like a Telecaster. I owned a Telecaster for a while that I would play solo gigs with. I'm actually yeah. looking at it. And um, <laughs> oh no, that's my Tele. That's oh, his Tele. Oh. No, yeah, it was oh, blue. Oh, oh. It was it was a it was um it was a knockoff brand, but I played that with heavy gauge strings as well. And um, I don't know what it is. I think that like. Maybe my voice matches better with a humbucker as opposed to a single coil. Yeah. You know, it just feels right to me. Um, I kind of blame you, Orn, on the influence of, like... You know, listening to like the Dotsons and listening to all these rock and roll bands, and you kind of extracting the the rock and roll, the rock and roll, rock and roll that was sleeping inside of me. Yeah, you know I mean. What I mean? You, can, you can get that on a Strat,
0: but it sounds a lot cooler with a humbucker. Yeah, and I must say, I do think your Gretsch is it. I mean, what is that? The Electro or so this uh, the,
1: the the guitar he's talking about is um, it's the Black Duo Jet. So it's the same guitar go. that. Harrison played on rubber soul and revolver. And then it's also the same guitar that Chris Cornell played on Temple of the Dog and on most most Soundgarden yeah. albums.
0: I, I think the mini humbuckers and just the you know The Trinitron the, pickups. The, the yeah. overall yeah, just I think that's yeah. like the I think that's the signature Pete sound. Yeah. I think it's, all your all your cool little cordy things and octave runs and all that stuff. Beefy. Like Come out on that yeah. guitar. Well, with
1: that being said, I want to I want to make this as a statement, especially to people listening that are trying to find their sound. I feel like sometimes your sound finds you. I found this guitar in a gig bag, leaned against my dumpster in my apartment complex when I used to live in Great Bridge. So, in other words, here I was hoping to one day get like a really cool, expensive guitar. And it was like this guitar walked into my life, and I never, ever, ever thought of playing a Gretsch. It wasn't even on my radar. Wow. But I feel like a lot of times people are always chasing gear. They're always chasing guitars and bells and whistles, and I feel like that sometimes the things that you need come to you, and it's it's your hands. It's you touching the instrument. It's not the instrument Moving through you, and I, I wish that people would understand that because a lot of people will fall for the music store. You know, I think um, yeah, when I, you I go to a you pawn sound shop, like you, no matter what yeah. guitar you're playing, right? But what I'm saying is, is that you don't need to spend five thousand dollars to make that happen, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. you're right. No, you're right. Because right. even Tom Morello, even to this day, plays a crappy solid state amp, and he always has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah,
2: your sound is not defined by, like, price tags. It's defined by right. what, you're trying to, what you're trying to achieve. You know, I have a sound. You got a sound. Orin has a sound. Right. You know, we just, what we do is, you know, you just create what you want. You yeah, know, like to quote to Amy
1: Mann, quit trying to be cool. Yeah, there you go. You know, and just be yourself. Exactly.
0: So, that's it. We, I don't know how long we've
1: been doing this. We done did it, and... Uh, so,
0: well, let's, one, let's go around and just have like one parting
1: thought or something from each one of us 10:45. oh i, thought I said 12 45 no 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: so just each one of us give one parting thought about what you know anything whatever yeah we'll start with you pete
1: um you know we put out a single in february we wanted to do a, a like an updated version or an expanded version of restless and uh we really appreciate the people that have supported us from day one, even in previous versions, and love these songs. Um, But I feel that we're going to close out the year with a really great EP, and I know that many of us have experienced a lot of loss in the past couple years. But if you celebrate the people that have touched your life, that are no longer with us, then you can also celebrate the present moment yeah
2: yeah yeah i think i'll tie in with that one too that that speaks volumes um you know being a part of this project uh i didn't expect to (laughs) be a part of it i was you know i had plans of you know doing my solo project noise terrestrial i mean i could do that anytime um (laughs) but um it's great that you know it's you know you know, what I'm doing with this, you know, you know, I wish my brother was here to see this, you know, he'd be, you know, having a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm doing this for him and other people that have lost, that have passed away. I've, you know, lost a lot of friends, a lot of loved ones. And so I'm taking this opportunity with these guys to live more and to have fun and to, you you know, we're getting ready to come upon, you know, this new release, this new EP, you know, and, uh, just being a part of this ship you know we we keep it you know oiled you know we will change some things up we'll um mm-hmm. kind of like combine our heads together and like we orchestrate and we'll, and we'll come up with some newer ideas and like i said stay stay tuned we got some more stuff coming we're excited i'm excited to be a part of this i'm excited to be a part of this and release something new right into just in time for Christmas so or mm. you know this is this is this is amazing and it's you know i'm having as long as we're having a good time um we're making some great music people are coming out to shows um sky's the limit dudes i mean this 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 is it man um yeah shirts yeah. off <laughs>
0: the yeah i think the <clears throat> the ep is probably some of the best stuff we've ever recorded Um, just production-wise, but also, you know, songwriting-wise. I think it's, you know, I'm excited for people to hear it. It, um, you know, it really, I think, captivates or uh, it really kind of encapsulates where we are and what we're doing and, you know, we're moving forward. And, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun things happening. And, you know, I want to thank you guys for putting up with me and, <laughs> you know joining this ride because uh, i think it's not common yeah. that you know you find people you mesh with in any capacity and you know we we do some pretty cool stuff together yeah. so i think it's definitely why i keep coming back and you know hopefully why you guys at home will keep coming back and seeing what yeah, we do totally. Yeah.
2: totally so
0: i think with that yeah we're spirit gone
1: we are
2: Thank you guys so much. We love you all. (laughs) Cool.
1: Bye. Bye. Later, (laughs) dudes. (laughs) Ow! Hey, I didn't mean to push you.